brothers and sisters, and welcome to another episode of the Living for Yeshua podcast. On this third episode, I want to focus our discussion on the full scope of our God and His nature. Not just half or a piece of it, but the full nature of the Lord. When I say the full nature of God, this is not me saying that I know absolutely every last thing there is to know about God, because as it is written in Isaiah 55, The Lord says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. But what I mean when I say the full nature, I am speaking of the full scope of attributes and characteristics of the Holy One, Yahweh. These are not always preached nor shared with many believers and unbelievers alike, but these attributes He has made known to us in His Word, the Holy Bible. Being children of God, I'm sure that we can all agree upon the fact that our Lord is loving, kind, gracious, giving, merciful, compassionate, forgiving, protective, who in these attributes blesses those who believe in His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, and follow His commandments and statutes. I also believe that most, if not all of us, can agree that pertaining to unbelievers, if asked, They would say that God is all of these wonderful attributes as well. But an issue that we see all too often in these days is that many lukewarm Christians and most men and women who are not saved would tend to say that this is all he is, without knowing his full nature of also being a perfect and just God, a judge, a condemning God who has a wrathful side. And this wrath, my friends, will be made manifest upon the wicked and those who delight in unrighteousness and the unfruitful works of darkness. In Romans 1.18 it reads, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. The revelation of God's mercy is comprehensible only against the backdrop of the revelation of God's righteous anger. The Old Testament is filled with scriptures that speak of this wrath of the Lord and His vengeance. In Ezekiel 25:17, when speaking of the inhabitants surrounding Israel that have dealt with God's people wickedly and in vengeance, the scripture reads, And I will execute great vengeance upon them with furious rebukes, and they shall know that I am the Lord, when I lay my vengeance upon them. And again in Nahum, chapter 1, verse 2, it is written, God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. Unless one has truly repented and been born again with his sins cleansed, God, true to his nature, The universal judge leaves no sin unpunished and dispenses the just retribution of the wicked. In this scripture, the threefold repetition of the Hebrew word for avenge strongly emphasizes an inescapable and appropriate retribution. You see, friends, when we are born again and saved to be a child of the Most High, we entered a war and a battle at that very moment as a soldier in the army of God, and when in battle there is always opposition and soldiers of the enemy's camp, 
And as we spoke about in episode 1 about repentance, the Lord does wish for all men to come to repentance. But the troubling and disheartening reality is we know, as it is written in the word, that the love of men will grow cold, and their hearts will be waxed gross. And there will always be those of the enemy's camp denying the Lord, mocking him, and blaspheming his holy name. And we are to pray and to love our enemies, dear friends. But at the same time, we must take heed to his word, that as it was before with many being enemies of the Lord, so shall it be until the coming of the Son of Man in the end days. This is why we are to also be ready to lay our lives down when and if that time should come for our Savior, our General, our King, who without a shadow of a doubt is the King of Kings. Amen. As it is written, For he that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. I would like to use an illustration of an earthly example to portray the just and perfect judgment attribute of Yahweh. I want you to imagine that we are in a courtroom as either the jury or a citizen watching a trial. This trial is held against a man who has committed horrible offenses of rape and murder. Now already I can assume and safely say that us, brothers and sisters, and most believers as well, would agree and know in our conscience and hearts that these are heinous acts of wickedness and evil, sins that are rooted in darkness and that deserve punishment and justice. All of a sudden, we hear the defendant on trial rise up on his feet and say to the judge in his last line of defense, Judge, please, I beg of you, do not send me to prison. Do not focus on these things I have done. For I have done so many good things in my life and done many great acts of kindness and care for others. Do not focus on my wrongdoings, but on my good doings. Almost as if a sinner to say to the Lord, Lord, do not look upon me in your wrath, but only look upon me with your love. Now if we hear the judge say, You know, sir, as bad as these acts were, you are right. You have done many great things and good deeds in your life, and I will not punish you for these things. You are free to go. Let me ask you, my friends, is that a good judge or a bad judge? We can all safely agree that that is a horrible judge. And you see, friends, the Lord in his nature is a perfect and just judge, one who has to punish sin. He is holy, and he cannot allow sin to go unpunished. If he did, he would not be the perfect judge that he is. So when we speak of the full nature of God, we must always keep in mind, in our hearts, all these attributes of the Lord, the grace, the mercy, the love, the compassion, the kindness, and patience. But we must always also keep close to our heart the fear of the Lord, and that he is a just, wrathful God that will repay wickedness with his wrath and vengeance, a perfect judge that must repay sin with its wages. And we, brothers and sisters, know that as it is written, the wages of sin 
is death. But I end and I leave you with hope that there is good news, dear friends. And this, this is why the Lord sent his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. Not to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. My friends, this punishment has been paid. Yeshua HaMashiach, our King and Lord and Savior, has taken the full wrath of God upon himself when he hung on that tree so we didn't have to, and chose to do so on his own accord, taking the punishment so we didn't have to. And so he fulfilled the prophecy as it is written in Isaiah 53, verses 4 to 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. When he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We believe this about the servant, because the law said, A hanged man is cursed by God, which, dear friends, is mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 13, as well as Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, and I encourage you to look those verses up and cross-reference them on your own time. The onlookers at Calvary thought Christ was suffering only what he deserved, but his experience of pain and anguish was for his people. This is also referenced in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 24, which reads, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Our Lord Jesus Christ did not merely suffer physical pain and human abandonment on the cross, but he was even abandoned by God, receiving the hellish fate that all people deserve. The extremity of Jesus' suffering shows that his compassion is real and not theoretical. But for those who deny this precious gift from Jesus, they will face the wrath of God and his just punishment against their iniquities. So if you are listening to this today, my friends, and have not accepted this amazing free gift, I heartfeltly pray that you seek him earnestly and genuinely with all your heart, repenting of your sins, and believing in the one true Lord of Lords and King of Kings, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and end, Jesus Christ, and forever spend eternal love, peace, and bliss in paradise in his holy presence. God bless you, friends, and may the Lord bless you, keep you, and shine his face upon you all. Amen.